Uh, so we, you know, we, y'all have, most of you have been here the last couple of weeks. Y'all know that we've been kind of going through this sermon series that covers the various uh, main Christian traditions and the main Christian movements that have kind of existed throughout the centuries. Uh, you know, given, given the week that we've had, though, I kind of felt like shifting away from that series and just talking a little bit about what we've, what we've all gone through. And, and I, I debated last night, I mean, what do you talk about? What do you talk about after, after, after something like this? And, uh, and, and you can ask Sandy, I really struggled, you know, what in the world am I going to talk about tomorrow night? Because I knew I didn't, I knew, I, knew, I knew that I wanted to present something, you know, regarding what we've all been through in this last week, which is which was something new to a lot of us. Um, but it was definitely, it was, it was definitely traumatic from one, from either one, some way, shape, or form. It might, might have been some mild trauma, might have been some moderate trauma. Some of us, some of our friends and families have gone through some severe trauma. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk about that and, and just, you know, really for a few minutes actually, because all of us have experienced that this week. Um, I want y'all to rest today. I want y'all to rest today. You know, that's why we had the Sabbath. And y'all are going to be happy to know that I'm going to keep this one really, really short. We're going to have communion, and we are going to get out of here, and we are going to go to the house. Our bodies are tired. Our emotions are wrecked, and all of our our, our mental capacities have reached their limit. <laughs> we need mental and we need physical rest. You know, and this is why this is why on a normal basis, this is why God gives us the Sabbath. In the first place, our bodies and our minds and our emotions require just being. Setting all this stuff aside that we constantly again, we you know y'all heard me use this phrase before, that constantly is pulling us in all these different directions. This is a revolt. This is a resistance, all of that stuff. And it's, we apply this every, or every Sabbath day, whenever you, whenever you celebrate a Sabbath or you practice a Sabbath. It's about all of that stuff. But I think we all need a little bit more of it this week. I can tell you I certainly do. I want you all to rest today when you go home. And I want you to just be. That's what you to do. It can be done. It can be done tomorrow. Today is a, is a time for you guys, for you guys to hear. Um, so what about, you know, natural disasters? And this is where I kind of had a problem figuring out what in the world, you know, where God might have been pointing me to as far as what to address this stuff. Because honestly, you know, some of this stuff, you know, you, you can focus on, 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 on a number of topics following stuff like this, and they real, real cheesy. And I didn't want to be cheesy. I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to be sincere in, in, what, in what was discussed. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that always comes up following something like this, whether it's, whether it's a flood, tornado, uh, any kind of natural exist, uh, disaster. People want to know, where is God in all of this? Where is God in all this? If God really loves humanity, wow, these things. Folks, if you think I'm about to give you that answer, I'm not, because I don't know. I'm not God. I can't think like God, and I never will. None of us will know the answer to that, this side of eternity. What we do know, though, what we do know, particularly as Methodists, particularly as people with a Wesleyan theology, is the number one place that we start when we start searching for answers to these types of questions, these hard questions. The first place we go to is our knowledge that God is a God of love. And that is our starting point. Every single time, God is a God of love and God is a God of mercy. That is, that is Methodism. 101, folks. So when we're asking ourselves these difficult questions, 
we consider the all-encompassing love, the all-encompassing grace, the all-encompassing mercy of God. And of course, we seek some guidance through the Holy Scriptures. The simple fact is that we live in a world where natural disasters are, are, are undeniable. They're unavoidable. They're an unavoidable reality. Earthquakes, floods, wildfires, all that stuff that we just experienced remind us. Now check this out. This was a thought that I had this week. Just how fragile and just how easily upended our lives are. I don't know if I've ever used this phrase with you guys before, but it's, it's one that I use pretty frequently. Most of us, most of us, are just one minor catastrophic event away from a major spiritual challenge. What do you mean by that? Think about what we just went through. Think about how frustrated and, and, and what we what, what we went what me and my family went through was mild, to be honest with you. We lost power for a couple days. Um, that was really about it. We had a few limbs in the yard, and that's it. But it still was beyond an inconvenience for us. And, and when you go through these things, some of you guys have had moderate problems because of this. Some of you guys have had severe problems. A number of our church folks have had severe problems uh, that, that have occurred because of this. But you can certainly see within this past week, whether it was mild to severe, not only was it an inconvenience, but your mental capacity and your spiritual life were challenged, were they not? Were you able to practice love in every situation that you do that you were placed in? Were you able to reflect Jesus in every situation that you had to face this week? Did you reflect the image of Christ? I know I didn't. I know I got aggravated. I know I got frustrated. I hate. I hesitate to tell you the guys this, but I, I know I said some words I probably shouldn't have said. But think about other stuff. What if, what if we lost a job? What if we lost one of our love, beloved family members who was close to us, our spouse, our child, whatever? Most of us are just one little step away from a major spiritual challenge. So that's what I, that's what I thought of, you know, just through these minor inconveniences this past week, how, how, how strong I might think I am spiritually, but God's got a way of saying, nah, not really, man, not really, man. But it pressures me to do better. It pressures me to seek better. It challenges me. It shows me where I can, I can falter, where I can easily falter. And it challenges me to seek Christ more. The Bible speaks to the reality of natural disasters as part of a fallen world, just like we are fallen creatures. Our creation is a fallen creation. And I'm going to give you a homework assignment when, when we get done here that kind of that speaks to that. But just as we're fallen creatures, creation is a fallen creation as well. It's, it's imperfect. It's an imperfect world. We know in passages like Matthew chapter 24, you know, Jesus talks about these earthquakes and these famines that, are, that, are, gonna, that are, are occurring and are going to occur in various places. But we hold firm again, regardless of all that, regardless of the reality of that, regardless of the knowledge that it's going to happen, we hold firm to the knowledge that God is a God of love, that God is a God of deep intimacy, that God is a God of deep compassion. Psalm 46.1. Psalm 46.1 reads this. Pop that up there, Carl. Psalms, this book of Psalms is one of the most just so um, in so many ways. 
one out of Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our God is our strength, present help in trouble. And as I was going through this, uh, trying to prepare for this this morning, golly, some stuff jumped out to me from the book of Romans of all places uh, that really spoke to this situation. Check out this, 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 sec, this, uh, this book, this verse, these verses. I'll get it together in a second. From Romans 8. Romans 8 in particular jumped out to me. I never would have considered preaching on this or using this particular text. But for some reason, it, just, it was just there. What can separate us from the love of God? This is the Christ. This is the God that we serve. This is the God of love that's with us, even through these challenging, hard, devastating times. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, persecution or famine, nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Go to the next slide, Carl. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor death. And y'all see that I got this underlined and italicized. Nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. These are just a couple of verses in the Bible, God. Uh, from that, that God gives us. Old Testament, New Testament, it's all this reassurance about the incredible love that God has, us, has for us in through all things. These verses give us the assurance that God is in control. Even in the midst of disasters, God is in control. The God that we serve is not distant, nor is he indifferent to our suffering. He is intimately involved. So how do we respond how do we respond in, in, in these natural disasters, or any kind of disaster for that matter? Just as Christ loves us through all things, we are called to be the compassion of Jesus when these things occur. Y'all know that I love quoting scripture out of Matthew chapter 25. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. You know, it might seem like a very trite expression, but there is so much truth in acknowledging that we are the hands and the feet of Jesus during these times where we offer love, where we offer aid, where we offer comfort to those who are being affected by situations such as this. And I have seen this in motion this last week, folks. I've, I've really have been touched, and I've really been amazed by the outpouring of love and the outpouring of, 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 of physical acts that I've seen people go above and beyond to do. I couldn't be here the majority of this week. I was out working at Camp Tiger cleaning that, cleaning that mess up. Chrissy, I'm going to give Chrissy some credit. She took over this, the, whole, the whole food thing, man, and she was up here doing what I normally do during the weekday, filling up that blessing box, and people were coming and getting it like crazy, right? Yeah, crazy, because people, people around us in our neighborhood are hungry. They don't got no power. They got nothing to eat, you know? There are poor folks that live in our, that live in our neighborhood. And they're really suffering through this thing. Uh, there's a team coming down. There are several teams coming down from the United Methodist Church. And their emergency response teams are going to be here over the next couple of weeks doing work throughout the Valdosta and the Lowndes County area and in some other areas. I've received phone calls from you guys. I've made phone calls to some of you guys, text messages, emails, all that good stuff. And y'all have done that. You know, one of the, uh, this is totally not in my notes, but... Uh, 
you don't want to celebrate something like this, but, but, but for those of you guys who remember it, and all of you that I believe, with the exception of Parker, maybe, maybe our front row kids up here, all of y'all remember this. 9-11 was horrible. That's an understatement. That was, that's a gross understatement, and I know that. But you know, to say that it was horrible is just is, doesn't, even, doesn't even touch the reality of it. But you know, all of us can remember there was one moment in time, there was one moment in time where we were not divided. There was one moment in time in my lifetime, and that was it, where the, not, not just the church, but it seemed like the entire country was all together caring for each other, being compassionate to each other, giving to each other. And I'll never forget that, man. Do y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? Yeah. We lost it. Of course we lost it because we're fallen creatures. But I remember that this week as I looked and as, and as I saw people. Of course, we're, we all watch Facebook and social media and all these, all these acts of compassion and mercy that are going on around us, and it, it gives you hope. It gives you hope not just for humanity. It gives you it gives you hope for the church, but it also gives you hope for humanity as well. That we're able, we're still able, we're still able to, despite our divisiveness, to come together in these types of situations and, and love our neighbor as ourselves. So your homework is this, folks. I want you to look up Romans eight, verses nine through thirteen. I can write that down if you want to. I didn't put it on. I didn't put it on a on a slide. But it's Romans eight verses nineteen to through twenty three, and it speaks to this theme that I'm talking about of creation. I don't think that we think about creation as a whole a lot of times when we when we talk about this idea of salvation or when we talk about this idea of of uh, heaven and earth coming together, uh, what we call the end time, so to speak. But creation is flawed just as much as human beings are flawed. Creation has been flawed because it's a fallen world as well, and it's occupied by fallen people. This particular passage in Romans kind of speaks to that. It talks about creation moaning, as if in labor pains. You think maybe that's what's going on this past week? Creation is moaning because creation is still suffering, because creation has not been made perfect yet. It's a pretty cool thing to think about. 